Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balanced Bod Pod. I'm Corinne Graustra, holistic health and behavior change coach, podcaster, blogger. And today I want to talk to you about what to do if your lifestyle is unsustainable. We talk a lot here on the podcast about creating a sustainable lifestyle. And that S word is like my favorite word in the whole wide world, sustainable, (laughs) because that's what it takes to make a difference um, and like make a long-term change that actually sticks. So what I find is that a lot of people come to me and they say, I am exhausted. I'm at my breaking point. I am super close to quitting. And that to me says what we've been doing to lose weight has been kind of a, with, with the focus of like, how can I get this next pound off? What can I do with such a narrow focus with kind of the blinders on, which sometimes that's the case. Sometimes we just get caught up in focusing on the next pound. But where that leaves us short is then long-term, what are we looking at? We've kind of got no plan and we've circled ourselves uh, into, we've kind of written ourselves into a hole, like knowing that we can't do anything but like rebound from this. So if that's a place you're in, it's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up. It's not a time to be angry with yourself, but instead let's learn, learn from it, understand that there are other ways to do it and that it doesn't have to be this way. Um, Speaking of that though, one of the other things that's come up for me recently is that when I'm sharing on Instagram about how dieting, you don't, like you don't have to diet, the biggest thing I've seen from people is them saying, I didn't realize there was a choice. Like for as long as I've, as long as I can remember, I've grown up and everybody's been dieting. My mom is dieting. My aunts are dieting. My teachers are dieting. My friends' moms are dieting. Like everybody's on a diet and the whole, it's been a trend for a really long time for women to control their weight. And if you're a man listening, you, I'm sure saw that as well, but also you might found the, have found the same thing with your dad. But I noticed it a lot more with the females in my life that it's, there's just this really big pressure to lose weight and to look trim and to stay fit, right? And so what that did is over time, it kind of told us this is what you do as you get older. You diet, always, most of the time unsuccessfully. It goes this way where you try to diet. It's not successful. So you just constantly struggle against your weight for the rest of your life. That's a cycle. Welcome to the cycle. <laughs> Welcome to being an adult. And that's kind of what it's felt like. So I just, I want you to know that there is a, there is a different way. You have a choice. You don't have to go down that way. And the, the alternative is not gaining weight or never being able to lose weight. Like there's an, there is a sustainable, really enjoyable path you can take and you can choose to take right now that is going to give you a different outcome. And that is like a, a, the outcome you're looking for, a good outcome, the weight loss with the bonus of being able to be sustainable and enjoyable. And that to me, that is where the gold is. I don't care how much weight you can, I've said this a hundred times, I don't care how much weight you can lose, that doesn't matter. I say that with so much love. I care about how much weight you can lose and keep off without giving up your life. That is the number that matters to me. Because what I know as a coach doing this for years at this point, is I know that as soon as we lose a lot of weight, but we don't like the way we're living, we don't, we are extremely restricted, we're not giving ourselves the chance to do the things that we enjoy doing most, it's not going to stack. It doesn't last. 
you can only restrict yourself so much before the whole, oh my gosh, I have one life. I'm sick of giving up my one life to do things that I don't actually like. There comes a point where you just get frustrated. So moral of that is there is a choice. You have an option and the option you can take today can start today and it doesn't require you to be perfect and it doesn't ask you or encourage you to be perfect or try for perfection because it knows that that's not realistic. So with that said, I want to start off by talking a lot today about weight maintenance and what that actually means, um, because that that again tends to be the biggest the biggest thing that I hear from clients or potential clients is like, okay, but like weight maintenance, how does that work? Because I haven't been successful, so I'm not really confident with that. I don't think I can maintain my weight. And the reason that we haven't been successful at maintaining our weight is because you're waiting until you get there to think about it. You're waiting, you've done all the extreme stuff to lose the weight. You've seen them as two different phases and they are not two different phases. They are one interconnected phase that you prepare for for the, your entire weight, the duration of, of all of your weight loss. And it's the exact same thing as retirement. You would never show up to retirement with zero dollars and zero cents saying, okay, put in my time, I did the work. Now I get to relax and like expect it to go well, right? You're not gonna show up to retirement with no money and expect to stay retired. We know that's not going to work. But we don't always think about weight maintenance as the same thing. For retirement, we know we can't just show up. So we pre- you start preparing if you are on your game in your 20s or your 30s. You are on it. You are, you are saving. You're planning. You are prioritizing. And so that when you get to where you need to, when you've put in all the work, you can reap the benefits because you've created a plan ahead of time that supported you living a a healthy like a not not a healthy life a healthy lifestyle in terms of like food wise but like money like a healthy chunk of money um when you're done with working and that's that's great that's the exact same thing we want for weight maintenance so weight maintenance requires you to do the same things you did to get the weight off in the first place this means that your juice cleanse that your fad diet that your whole 30 that your things that you can't sustain that's not going to produce lasting weight loss. And I lumped Whole30 in there, and I know that might be kind of confusing because I do appreciate Whole30. I don't appreciate it for its weight loss. I think that that's absolutely a secondary thing. It's great because usually you do end up losing weight, but it's not about the weight loss. It's about what it teaches you. And if you're doing it as a 30-day diet, it, it's literally no different than just doing a 30-day diet. But if you're doing it and you're putting in the work to do the full reintroduction, that's when it gets a big green stamp for me. But regardless... The weight loss isn't going to stay off if you then add back in all the foods that you were having before. It just doesn't work that way. And so that's with anything, especially with low carb, because with carb, when you cut out your carbs, you're losing rapid amounts of weight. Most of it is water. It's physically not possible to lose five pounds of fat in a week. Like I don't, I can't say that it's never been done, but it's not a thing. (laughs) Don't expect that for yourself. Don't, like that would... I'd have a really difficult time imagining that that has actually happened on purpose. So what we know is if you lose 10 pounds in a week, maybe one of those is fat and nine are going to be from the water loss from no longer having carbs for your water and the water in your body to bind to. So not only then are you at risk for dehydration, but on top of that, you're, you're seeing these crazy weight loss uh, numbers on the scale that really are not real. They're fake. Like it's not actually weight loss. It's water. And at the end of the day too, I don't know, maybe some of you guys consider water loss as weight loss. I don't. If it can come off in two days, fine. Awesome. Like I don't, I don't care. (laughs) That to me doesn't speak to weight loss like or, or weight gain, right? So if I weigh myself on a Saturday and I weigh myself on a Monday and I've gained two pounds according to the scale, 
I just know that I will drink more water and that will go away. So that doesn't even phase me. I'm looking for fat loss. So that's when I always say too, it's not real weight loss because it tricks you into thinking you've lost all of this weight when really what you're doing is you're ridding yourself of the water that you need. Um, and so the rebound is pretty rough to be honest, to come back from a low carb diet and to start incorporating those back into your day. As soon as you put carbs back into your life, you're not going to gain rapid rapid amounts of fat right away, but you are going to gain a lot of water weight because your water is now able to bind to the carbs in your body and you are there much more, therefore much more hydrated. You've got the reserves that you need for your body. So when you are looking at things like that, it's really easy to to go to those things and say, oh, I can lose the weight and then I'll focus on maintaining it when I'm done. You should be thinking about it before you even start, before you step one foot into on the scale, before you do anything with changing one single thing. You should start with your wellness vision. We're going to talk about, I'm going to give you six steps to take your lifestyle from unsustainable to sustainable. But the very first one um, is to pull out your wellness vision. Last week, you created a wellness vision. It's episode 64. If you haven't done that yet, go do that now and then come back here because you're really that's really gonna, gonna dictate where you need to go from here and what your next steps are. Everybody's next steps look different. But if I can tell you anything, it is to really assess where am I now? Where do I wanna be? And what is my general tendency to get to where I wanna be? So what is my first reaction to I wanna lose weight? Is it an extreme diet? Is it going to the gym every day for an hour or two hours? Is it limiting all like social contact so that I can continue to cook my own meals and not have to worry about the uncertainty of eating out? What is your first in, like what is your first instinct with that? And usually that's really telling and we can then when when you know that, you can say, "Okay, nope, I'm only feeling this way because I'm stressed about my weight." I know that I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm in a moment of feeling desperate and like I want to see a change really fast. And so I am going to this and I'm opting for this option or I'm really drawn to this option, not because it's wise or, or it relates to my long-term goal, but more that I'm feeling desperate and I know that this works. I know that's my first tendency, right? So the best time to prepare for weight maintenance is before you even start, the second best time to prepare is now. So if you are started, you are well on your weight loss journey, it's not too late, um, but you will want to make slow and steady changes. And if you are panicking at the idea of continuing to do what you're doing forever, take a deep breath. Again, like I said, I've got some tips that will help you to allow to allow you to just love your lifestyle. That's the intention. And so when I also hear people tell me like, oh, yeah, I'm... I ate pizza this weekend. It was really, it was really bad. Like I went off plan. Like, you know, you are the one who creates the plan, right? Like if you wanted pizza to be in there, you can create a plan with pizza. Like not everything has to be, I don't want to use the word dramatic, but it, and not that we're being dramatic with things, but it just feels like everything has so much weight and it really, it doesn't. A piece of pizza or a, ha- a couple of pieces of pizza on a Friday night with your family carries very little weight in the long in the grand scheme of things if you do it every day it's going to carry more weight but as you do it just occasionally these things don't actually matter as much as we feel like they do they stand out to us because they are typically the opposite of what we're usually doing we're usually eating really healthy or fairly healthy we're usually trying to drink our water and trying to do these things so they stand out more to us if you have an entire week of of eating normally so like three meals three meals a day seven days a week that's 21 meals if you're taking an 80 20 approach that is four full meals every week that can be not 
that great. Do you know what I mean? Like not that healthy. Not saying that we should do that, but that's 20%. 20% of 21 is four. So you can see how when the rest of your life is supporting you, you just don't have to worry that much. It just doesn't have to be so serious. And you really can just let loose on your Friday night and enjoy yourself. The more often you do these and the more they turn into, right, it's four, it's, I mean, it is four meals. So breakfast, lunch, or dinner, right? So if you wake up and you then have donuts the day after you have pizza and then the next day you have something I don't know you've got whatever they can go fast and I'm not telling you necessarily that you should do four maybe two or like one to two is a better place for you to feel really comfortable and see the best results that might be a great place to be that's still 90 10 like there's so many different ways to make this work where you the expectation and the requirement of yourself should never be perfection because you're always going to fall short a hundred percent of the time so maybe right now it's you being real with yourself on your expectations to say have i been actually that far off of where i need to be or have i been a drill sergeant with my diet and now i'm just making things way more miserable than they need to be and i can just relax a little bit we can all calm calm down a little bit right (laughs) so number one pull out your wellness vision that's really important Number two, identify where your biggest gaps are between where you are currently and where you want to be. So think about all the things you're doing in the same areas that you just charted in your wellness vision. Where are you at currently? Number three, I want you to prioritize what is most important to you on those on that list and then rank them in order of importance. So I'm thinking not only in terms of what I need to change, but like, where do I start? <laughs> and when you're looking at the list of where to start, you've got two options. One, and I want this is different for everybody. So you want to figure out for yourself, do I thrive more on dealing with a difficult problem and solving that? Even if it takes a little bit of time, can I still stay encouraged and focused on that? Or do I need a couple quick wins to boost my confidence and make me feel like I'm moving in the right direction? That's going to dictate what your next steps are. If you're somebody who really, I need the quick wins. I need I just need to feel like I'm doing something, like I'm making progress and not like I'm always at the beginning. And so for me, my most important things are going to be two really easy things to do first. And then it's going to be my most difficult thing or one of my most difficult things. It's going to kind of go in a gradient that way, as opposed to starting with the biggest struggle right away. So that might be you. You might be on the flip side saying, you know what? I know that my biggest struggle is where I need to focus and that's okay. Number four is to slowly make the transition. So let's say you have a couple things about your lifestyle that you don't love, one of which is that you are never eating out. You never get to eat out because you're, you've always been so concerned about what, it, like how your food is cooked. That's something that actually has come up a lot with me uh, recently or for me recently um, with my clients is people are feeling really nervous. of like, how do I track a meal out? What do I do if I'm not in control of my food? If I can be really honest, you relax. It's not a big deal. The only people that ever need to worry about that are physique competitors and like prep week. (laughs) That's really the only time you really truly, for your physique or weight loss sake, need to really be concerned about how something is cooked or if you've got food allergies. I guess that would be a a second option. 
Other than that, you just relax a little bit, calm it down, know that there are are things that are going to be out of your control and that is super normal and that's okay. And learning to live with that gives you a lot of flexibility and it will help you out a lot mentally to be okay with somebody else making your food because there's going to be times where you're not in charge. You're going somewhere, you're at a restaurant, you're at somebody else's house, your spouse is making dinner and you weren't home to supervise it. Like we don't need to be crazy with this and the more obsessive we get the less healthy this lifestyle becomes so just try to take it in stride and know that it's okay if you don't have control over every part of the process or every meal that you're served and that you will still be okay and that so will your weight loss so when you are looking at transitioning your lifestyle you want to slowly transition whether that's eating more carbs or going out to eat more often or having some treats here and then slowly transition let's take the example of eating out like i mentioned If you're not currently, opt for like one day a week and make wise choices. This is what a slow transition looks like. Make wise wise choices to begin with. And then over time, maybe have your, like if you're just dying for burger and fries, that's when you would have that. After you've kind of gotten your body used to that, eating out but making wise choices, now you're going to have one day of eating out but making you know, having, having what's worth it to you in that moment. And that usually is going to be higher than higher in calories than is the wise choice. Keep in mind that 3,500 calories is equal to about one pound of fat and that that is (laughs) non-negotiable. So if you are eating out every day and making not unwise choices and just kind of eating whatever sounds good on the menu and you're consistently over consuming, you will gain weight. That is exactly how that's going to go. Um, however, if you are able to be realistic with it, know that a health, like a healthy lifestyle doesn't include eating out every day for every meal and never thinking about what's going into your body. So think about where your standards standards are at as well before you start to implement this. But you can absolutely eat out a reasonable amount of times, two, three, maybe even four, depending on what you get. But remember, the more often you go out in general, um, the more you have to be intentional about your choices and the more you the, the wiser choices you need to make each time to account for the times you're eating out and the things that are just higher in calories. You might do things you don't typically do. Like when you're out to eat, you might get a drink and or you might have two drinks because it's two for one. So those are all going to add to your total calorie intake for that meal. And it's not just what you eat, but also what you drink. So usually, right, let's say you get a burger and fries. Let's say that's 1200 calories. That's fine. If you eat half of it, it's still in the 600 calories. It's not a big It's not like a huge overdoing it, but as soon as you've had two drinks, now your calories are pretty close to a thousand, right? Like they're, they're getting up there depending on the drinks. And so you can just see numbers wise, it is wise to make good choices or, or wise choices most of the time. But when you're out, don't feel like you have to restrict yourself every time just because you're going out to eat. So, I mean, that would be, that defeats a purpose, right? (laughs) Purpose is the fun stuff. The purpose is the exciting foods that you don't get at home. So with that said, number four is to slowly transition. Number five is to be realistic with your expectations. I know I already said this, but do this. Be realistic with your expectations. What is actually your desire? If your desire is to eat out every meal and to never exercise and like, if you just want to live a sedentary lifestyle, those are the results you're going to get as well. So know that, I mean, you have to be realistic with your expectations. Know that things are going to change with a healthy lifestyle, but that you can enjoy it along the way. You can keep the stuff that matters to you and the stuff that doesn't. Because I can almost guarantee you, if you're going to eat every day, not all seven of those meals out matter to you. A lot of, probably half of them are just convenience and not 
significance. And so if we take out the things that are convenience or that we do mindlessly, you really leave a lot of space for you to enjoy the stuff that you are, um, like when you are indulging, you get to actually enjoy it. And number six is to remember health too. So just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Um, just because you can doesn't mean it's healthy for you, right? Just because your body seems to tolerate it doesn't actually mean it's healthy for you. Um, this has never been as clear as it is when I see people who are significantly under eating where they will say, well, but I'm feeling okay. Like they've been eating 700 calories for years and they'll, they're will they like, well, I don't know. I just never feel hungry. Like just because your body can do it doesn't mean that it's healthy for you, right? So knowing Fruits and veggies make your body run. <laughs> they're really, they're really helpful. Sneak them in in ways if you are having a hard time with it. But overall, just remember that health matters too. And so that should be part of your priorities you're going into this is to not only think most about your lifestyle, but also think about your health. So think generally um, what's going to help me to be a healthier person. Usually those are also things that are moderate things that we can do and enjoy along the way. And it's not going to be a huge deal. So those six, in order again, number one, pull out your wellness vision or create your wellness vision if you have not. Go back to, to episode 64 for that information, but get your wellness vision out. Look at it. Write it down. It is on a sheet of paper. You are physically looking at it. Then write out what your lifestyle looks like in all those areas currently. So your wellness vision is probably going to have a couple categories. It's probably going to say, I'd like to eat out twice a week, or I'd like to be able to, you know, I, I want to feel this way, or here's, here's what this looks like. And so if you say, I want to feel like I have a lot of energy, and I'm able to measure that by the fact that I am don't need to stop for a break every, you know, while I'm walking up the stairs, awesome. You can gauge where you're at right now. So these things should be measurable. You want to kind of create some goals for yourself that you can actually hit move more, eat less, have more energy. Those mean nothing. <laughs> I know they mean something to us in our heart, but they don't mean anything in terms of being able to actually achieve them. They're ideas and not goals. So create some benchmarks for yourself, but then figure out where am I at now in those same categories so you can evaluate where you need to go. Identify where your biggest gaps are then. So once you've written it down, you'll identify where your biggest gaps are and from where you are now to where you want to be. Number three, you will prioritize the most important to you and then rank all of the things that you want to change in order of importance. Again, you can do this in one of two ways. You can prioritize the biggest, scariest, hardest thing and get out of the way, or you can give yourself a couple easy wins and think about a, a few things that are actually going to be fairly easy for you to implement and go from there. So those are your two options. Number four is to slowly transition. It is possible to slowly transition into a healthy lifestyle and not see a ton of change on the scale. It is also possible that might not be the case for you. So know that you are making a big change. Know that you are transitioning to something that is going to be in your best interest long term. You might take a hit with that weight wise. You might not lose weight for a couple of weeks or you might find that you gain a little bit of weight, especially if you're coming from low carb. I can almost promise you that some weight will come back on. But know that if you continue doing what you were doing, you will end up burnt out, completely burnt out and exhausted and at the end of your rope with no energy to kind of bring it to a place slow and steady like this. And so you'll kind of end up 
most likely in a place where you're burnt out, uncomfortable, and you just are, you can't even think about it. You just want to quit. Um, so it is better to do it now, to take the hit now when you still have energy, as opposed to when you feel like you've sucked everything out of that phase, because that phase, you can suck everything, like all the weight loss that you want out of your, out of your low carb phase, but it's still going to come back. So the more you lose doesn't mean anything. It isn't protective of your weight loss in the future, right? Number five, be realistic with your expectations, both of yourself and of the journey. It's not going to happen overnight and you are not going to do things zero to 60. You shouldn't do things zero to 60. Number six is remember health too. So again, just because you can get away with something and doing it doesn't mean that you should and that it's going to be wise for you. The last thing I want to say is a kind of a visual that I've thought of in the last couple days. I was trying to think about how I can best explain it on the podcast but it, it has to do with sustainability and making small changes. When I meet with people, when I have people who I, they listen to the podcast and they share with me, like, I really love that, that approach, but right. There's always a, but, but I feel like it's so slow or I feel like I should be doing more, or I feel guilty because I'm not doing all the things that I know I quote unquote should be doing. And that standard is set by all the diets you've done before, right? Where you show up in the first two weeks, you change your lifestyle radically, lose a ton of weight, it's unsustainable. You can't keep it off. And there we are. We're back to the cycle. That is why usually this journey is hard is because we're conditioned with that first experience. We're conditioned to go into things ready and willing to change everything because we've got the motivation, right? But when you were thinking about, um, <laughs> I used the example the other day with a client of like a moving, I don't know that it's a great example, but it's one that's coming to my head right now, a moving walkway at the airport. I don't know if all the airports have them, but Minneapolis airport MSP does have them. We've got <laughs> some moving walkways. And so I was imagining like if you are walking the wrong way, so you're walking against the moving walkway. If you take one step at a time, you're going to get there eventually. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be super easy. You're going to feel like you're moving through molasses, but you're going to get there. Eventually the sidewalk will end and you're going to be moving forward. That is the equivalent of going from zero days of exercise to one day of exercise to two days of exercise to three days of literally taking one step, one step at a time. I really wanted to swear on that one. One step at a time. That is taking literally one step at a time across that moving walkway. You get to where you need to go. It's going to take a while. Yes. Is it going to be the most effective and efficient? Um, Unless you can find a walkway that is actually going to be moving in the right direction, then yes, it's going to be the most effective solution in that way because you're taking dedicate, like you're consistent, you're taking consistent action. Okay. Next, you have the opportunity, you have the whole like, okay, I got to kick ass because I know that I am, I just got to stop being so lazy and I just need to work out five days and I, there are no excuses and yeah, right, that whole thing that we tell ourselves. That is the equivalent of walking two steps and then waiting three seconds while it pulls you back even farther. So you walk, you take two steps and then you, you stand still moving backwards on the moving walkway. That never, you never get to the other, you literally never get to the other side. And I can't, emphasize that enough. We have this fallacy that is if we just move fast enough and just have enough willpower and just put our pedal to the metal long enough, we'll get there. Except with that, the moving walkway never ends. Like there's no end in sight. You can move as fast as you want to, but at the end of the day, you're going to be miserable and never at the place you want to be. I'm getting really heated. This is a real big deal. I want you to know. <laughs> and I hope that's coming through. I hope that like it really just, I, I'm 
I will continue to try to think of ways to speak to this and to have this conversation, but there isn't, if you want to get there in like six months time, there's, there isn't another option because in, in six months time, if you just try to run and stop and run and stop and run and stop, cause you should be doing it because you feel like you should just get rid of all of your excuses and just go for it. That is, you're not going to get there in six months. In six months, you're still going to be moving around with the same thing. You're going to be exercising five days a week, one week out of the month. You're going to be beating yourself up over not hitting your goals, over not being able to do the things that you want. It's the worst of all worlds. You can't enjoy your life. You can't even feel good about the effort you're putting in because it's not consistent. And the stuff that you're putting in, you only feel good when you hit it and you hit it a quarter of the time. That doesn't last. That's not going to lead to your, your weight maintenance phase. It just is not. So... That is one thing that's really been on my heart and my mind to share. And I I don't know if that was a good example or a dumb example, but sometimes I have, sometimes the dumb examples are what you need to get through. You know what I mean? But I hope it helps you to think of it in a different way and to just like an unsustainable lifestyle, it ends the same every time. Like it doesn't work ever. It, it never is an option. And so I just, and I see that with so much love. I've done so many things that are so unsustainable that I'm like, look at my old self and I'm like, oh, like I feel bad for her. Like the 19 year old version of me. I'm like, oh, sad. You thought that was like a, like you were really excited and truly thought that that was going to get you where you needed to be if you just restricted long enough. So I know, like I've been there. I totally get it. And so I, I hope that we can all have a little bit of empathy for our, our previous selves and uh, when we've kind of fallen into that path, whether that's right now or it's been in the past, but to know that there is only one way that works and it looks different for everybody, right? So it's not a one size fits all program or plan or strategy, but it is the one that works, it is the only one that works. And I know that's kind of hard to hear sometimes, but I can't watch you and watch the people that I love like do this over and over again and expect different results it's not going to be different because that's the nature of the process right so the other thing I want to say too is it's totally possible to live a balanced lifestyle and still be losing weight um I have heard a lot of there's a really big push for intuitive eating super glad about that but there's also been a push then with intuitive eating that you can't lose weight and I get that too because the, the whole intuitive eating um principle and I'm kind of I guess I'm kind of glad that they're not changing it or, or kind of speaking to that in that way. Um, but sometimes you might look at intuitive eating and you say, well, I, I want I want that, but I also need to lose 100 pounds or I need to lose 40 pounds. Like my health is at risk. I need to just not, I, I, I'm scared of what will happen if I'm just left to my own devices, which I've heard a million times. Um, but on top of that, like I, I need to lose weight or I want to lose weight. It is okay to want to have food freedom and to want to lose weight at the same time. And it is possible. It's not going to look strictly like intuitive eating. It's going to look like a mix of intuitive eating and paying attention to your body and what we talk about here. So I do in session, I think it's session four, episode four, talk about your foodies guide to weight loss. So that is really a good, go back and, and listen to that one. It's four or five, maybe. But that is one that is a, another great resource for those of us who do enjoy eating, right? We're, we're not in the business of cutting out all the things that we love. That is going to be a really good resource for you. So with that, I hope this has been helpful. I hope you're leaving feeling hopeful and excited and just encouraged that you can change your lifestyle. It is totally possible. And if it's been unsustainable up to this point, 
it can be sustainable. And the cool thing that you're going to find out is that we put in more work to do the unsustainable things over and over and over again forever and ever than we do just putting in putting in the energy to do it sustainably one time. <laughs> it's so much more work to do it the easy way. And it's like not actually the easy way. It's only easy because it's instant, because it feels good, because it's a dopamine rush. But at the end of the day, it's just like emotional eating, right? You go to it because it makes you feel good. And you feel like you have instant control over your life and things get to be better. And then five seconds later, you realize this is a terrible mistake. What have I done? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's the same as every time I've gone to eat when I'm stressed. I feel good for five seconds and then I no longer feel good. Um, so it's, you have a choice. You don't have to diet. You have a choice. Um, but you also don't have to to lose weight according to the same patterns you've used forever or that you saw your parents or your coworkers or your friends or family use as you were growing up, which you didn't have coworkers growing up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> So with that, I hope this has been helpful. I am so excited that you spent some time with me today. Thank you for your ears and I will catch you next week. Bye, babe. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. I want to hear from you. Rate and review the podcast. It's actually one of the best ways to support the show or pass along areas of opportunity. Remember that new episodes and the blog posts that go with them drop every Monday to start your week off right. You can find me on Instagram at thebalancedbody underscore, and my website is balancedbodyhealth.com. Want to work with me? Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free session and see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or ideas on who you want to see on the show, send them to me via email and we will see what we can do. Have a wonderful rest of your week and stay balanced. Thank you.